welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing book six, Dangerous Love. My guest today is an audiologist, a mother, and my cousin, all the way from Plano, Texas, Dr. Celia Sarchet McCormick. That is an intro. That is quite an intro. Yes. Um, I am all those things. Yes. And it's so nice to have you in person. I know. Yes. So you're not like via Skype. I'm like in Chicago. In Chicago. In Naperville. Yes. And first I should say, I should ask, can I call you Cece? Of course you can. Because I know no one calls you that in your real life (laughs) other than me and my sister. I would be so confused if you called me something else. (laughs) So yes, I will be calling Dr. Sawyer Sashay McCormick Cece. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, you are here in person. I am here Because you are here for our work. I was here for a work conference, yes. So one of the major hearing aid labs is based here outside of Chicago. And so it happened to work out really well that I had a conference in town and you were available and I was available. And so here we are talking about good old Jessica and Elizabeth. Yes. And you live in Plano, Texas. I do live in Plano, and Texas. And tell us a little about your life in Plano, Texas. So I have lived in Plano, which is just a suburb north of Dallas, since I was in fourth grade. We moved there um, when my dad got transferred. The JCPenney moved their headquarters, and we all followed. So I've lived there for a while. I'm 41, so it's been a while. I've lived there (laughs) for the vast majority of my life. Um, And as you said, I'm an audiologist. I have a practice there. I have a spouse and two kids and a picket fence and no dog but (laughs) we we just live our happy little life in texas i live seven houses down from my parents which creates some really interesting dynamics sometimes but has overall been an overwhelmingly positive experience so that's good but yeah just living life in the burbs i feel like plano texas is like the sweet valley of texas i'm not gonna argue that (laughs) I feel like it is very much, except I feel like it's a lot bigger. It's huge. And com- like you and Marie were talking about your graduating class. Yes. From Ap- it, our, I graduated with 1,392 people. Oh my gosh. So while it was very like idyllic, it was so big that a lot of the dynamics, like the stereotypical dynamics of the nerds and the popular kids and the jocks and the whatever, while they were there, they weren't as impactful because there were just so many people yeah. that it just didn't play out kind of the same way. Although, well, much like Sweet Valley, we had many dark secrets because oh. there was an MTV special made about my high school and the heroin crisis when and it came out the summer before my freshman year of college so when they put the sign on your dorm room door that says celia sarchet plano texas everyone yeah. was like thought i was a druggie so wow was, oh wow it's an interesting i'm like the nerdiest little kid that ever could have lived that like certainly didn't even know what was happening but mtv did so. yeah so you were not <laughs> but you were not acquainted with that what that no, dark side no it's- i didn't even really know it existed <laughs> Well, yeah, so let's let's get into the book, okay. which is called Dangerous Love, and I'm just going to read the um, summary just to kind of kick us off. Okay. 
It says the end of the road for Todd and Elizabeth. One of the strictest rules in the Wakefield house is no motorcycles. Ever since their cousin was killed in a crash, Elizabeth and Jessica have been forbidden to go near them. So when Elizabeth's boyfriend, Todd, drives up in a shiny new Yamaha, she knows there's trouble ahead. She can't ride Todd's bike, but the other girls can and do. And the sight of those girls riding with their arms around Todd is making Elizabeth crazy with jealousy. Todd tells her not to worry, but Elizabeth's scared of losing him. Will Todd's new bike drive them apart? Will it? I don't know. Let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we know right off the bat, I feel like these books, they don't, they get to it right away. Well, they're so short. That's like, true. Like, there's no room for, like, a slow Building build. exposition no, up no. to where Todd buys the bike. No. No. Yes. So Todd, we find out he's, he's just bought this motorcycle. Yes. And that was kind of, the, it was sort and of a cliffhanger. how did he buy a motorcycle? I mean, maybe he must have some kind of summer job <laughs> or something. Maybe like, as his bank account grew, it was more and more obvious. Yeah. I was like, what? I know. And they never really reference in any books him having any kind of a job other than maybe he gets an allowance. <laughs> It's a nice allowance. <laughs> yeah, they don't really... That's a really good question. I don't know. How well, there's there's really... There are a lot of open-ended things that yes. happen in this book. <laughs> and exactly. all of them. But. So, yes. Todd's got a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And as the summary says, the Jessica and Elizabeth are forbidden to ride on motorcycles. Yes. Because of their cousin, which is kind of funny. There's a cousin... There, I didn't even think about that. Yes. There's a cousin so It's very appropriate yes. that you're here. Did your parents have a rule about motorcycles? <laughs> I, I cannot honestly remember an explicit rule about motorcycles, but there were so many other explicit rules. I would assume that, yes, there was an implied rule about motorcycles. I had lots of rules around car, like cars. I, there was always a, like, it wasn't just assumed I could get in a car. I had to like mm. clear it through them to make sure who was going, who was driving, where were we going? When was that happening? Like, did anyone in your school have a motorcycle? I don't think so. Yeah. I was thinking, well, I was curious about this because I was thinking about like motorcycle culture in general and how in Chicago, it's, it's pretty impractical for a motorcycle to be like your only source of transportation because of the weather. But I was wondering about Texas. So certainly they're at, they're around. Yeah. I have a lot of patients who have motorcycles. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, I mean, they can't hear, right? So like, so, it's, yeah. they're loud and now they, they're suffering the consequences. Because I feel like there are, like, motorcycle people. Mm -hmm. And I guess Todd is a motorcycle person. I guess. He's, like, he's very excited about this motorcycle. And a lot of, and everyone was pretty excited for him. Yes. So Elizabeth has not told Todd that she is... Forbidden. Forbidden. And I don't know why, I mean, why do you think she has... I mean, Todd's been talking about this forever. Well, yeah, and that was, I thought, a little weird. Because I feel like as much as Elizabeth is a doormat around her sister. Yeah. I feel like that's the only person she doesn't stand up to. Yeah. I mean, does she just not want to be like a buzzkill? I think she's afraid that... He, well, she said she was afraid that he would choose, we'll choose the, the motorcycle way. over her. Right. Which is a weird, like, mental place to be. Yeah. But I get it. When you're... I mean, when you're 16... How many dumb things... Oh, my gosh. Like, you just make really poor decisions. Yes. I think it's just part of... And you worry about things that aren't worth worrying about. And yes. Now, as a 40-year-old person, I can say, well, if you picked the motorcycle over me, then yeah. I, who cares? Not a, yes. I was not meant to be. Exactly. See you later. Exactly. That was never going to happen anyway because he is not very, does not have much depth. Right. <laughs> as a human. Right. But 
I can, you're just nervous. It's yeah. like, and you're, and they're so excited. Yeah. And you, you want to be bad. excited for them. Yeah. And she said she didn't want him to not do what he wanted because of her. Yes. Which I thought was really nice. And that's respectful. Yes. But at the same time, she could just tell him. She could just tell him. But she but, didn't. Yeah. So he pulls up that first day with the motorcycle and it's an amazing description. I want to, I want to read it. Cause oh I just, gosh. It, I, is it like made me so happy. The black, shiny, rumbling, yes. whatever. So, okay. So she, da, 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 da. so it says she had to tell him she couldn't ride with him. It was going to be difficult. If possible, Todd was even more attractive than ever that morning, cutting a sexy self-assured pose astride his shiny, black bike he was wearing a soft leather jacket which hugged his long trim body and a black full-faced helmet which he now took off to reveal his tousled head of dark brown hair and the biggest smile elizabeth had seen on his face for ages yeah and that's like a grease moment right there. I, that's what i was wondering i was trying i literally when you were reading that i was like Did, what's his face zuko danny zuko danny zuko have a, like but his hair didn't move it was so like yeah it was a shellac yes. But no, I, I feel like it, I could envision an 80s motorcycle moment happening. There yes. were, the, she writes a lot of very vivid what people are wearing descriptions. Yes. Like Which, there are no details around anything else. Yes. But what you are wearing, yes. she will let it's you know. true. All the way. Jessica Satin jumpsuit. At the, or like, I don't know what <laughs> The uh, green dot, green dress with white polka. Yes, that is true. They do go into that a lot. And um, yeah, so... Poor Todd shows up and, and he has this helmet for her as well. This pink helmet that he's like, I got this for you. And he's just so excited. Yeah. He's so excited. And she runs away to go to the newspaper. Yes. She runs away. Yes. She had to go to work. She had to go work on her column. On her gossip column. Yes. Which I also get a little confused that the star reporter of the school newspaper writes the gossip column. Yeah, right? I know. Like, it's like, it doesn't seem like it'd be in her like wheelhouse. Like, really? <laughs> this is not... All right. If that's your... Uh, yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's... She's supposed to be like the strong female character in this book? Yeah. She's writing the eyes and ears column? Yeah. I agree. But she does tell Todd, is it that day? I think eventually... Because everyone is like... You have to tell him because he's just going to think there's something wrong with him when you keep running away. Yeah. And could. she tells him and he's like, oh, all right. No yeah. Deal. He's like, he's very understanding. I mean, yeah. he does say this thing where he's like, I feel sorry that you will never experience this. Whatever. The wind in your hair. He does say like, oh, I want to come and talk to your parents. Yeah. I want to convince. I want to like, I'm let me. convince them. I want to convince <laughs> parents. This is going to be okay. Which I thought was a, like a very upfront and like. N- nice try. This is a nice try. And when they said no, he didn't ever push it. Yeah, and they, you know, yeah, Ned and Alice, they shut it down big time. Oh yeah, they, they shut said it no. Down. That's yeah. sorry, that's not going to happen. And he, he, he really did say okay. Yeah, and he's like, I promise, I will never let Elizabeth yeah. on this bike. Yeah. And they shook the hands, and it was like, you know, it, it was fine. He's trying to do the right thing. He is trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and all is like, okay, this is good, you know? It's, it, we'll just move on with life, and Todd will ride his bike, and, which is now his only mode of transportation. He doesn't right. have the car anymore, no. so it's just, it's the bike or nothing. Yep. So. Like, then nothing really happens. I mean, the, I mean, <laughs> sort of, but then. They go to the Dairy Burger, which. The Dairy Burger. Yes. Which is like their kind of peach pit, or like their, it's like a diner. It's where yeah. everyone hangs out. It's where they, everyone hangs out. They have their big grand opening. Reopening. Reopening. 
And they go into a very description. And my favorite part of the whole thing is everything they described was horrendous. And they like had replaced, it sounded like everything that you would walk into, like if you watched an episode of Restaurant Impossible. Yeah. It's the opposite, right? So Robert and Irvine is coming into your, your rundown diner and tearing all the wood paneling off the wall and putting up white, white subway tile. Right. The, the dairy burger, they tore off the white subway tile right. and put up wood paneling. Right, right. And a brown sign with orange letters. Yeah, they took down they the took neon down the neon sign. and put up a brown sign with orange letters. I'm like, just fix the neon sign. That's I, cool. Well, yeah. So it's amazing. It's, it's that, it's that yes. whole everything old is new again. Cyclical trend. Yeah. Like, right. there's This no, was the 80s. After all, yes. Apparently. And well, then the thing I love is their their hot clam special. Oh gosh! And they live in California. I know. I'm Are like, there clams on the West Coast? I thought that was an East Coast thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know where those clams are coming from and what like a hot clam special is. Anyway, but yeah, it is funny that like what they end up focusing on. I think that hot clam special is brought up like multiple times, like at least like three or four times. Over like, and over Elizabeth again. writes about it in her column. You know, she's doing the. She had to eat it twice. She had to eat it twice. Then they had to eat it a third time she's just like, to give it a fair try. She's like, I'm gonna give it another try. But anyway, <laughs> so big reopening of the dairy burger. Right. And Elizabeth was waiting for Todd because she can't ride the bike, and right. he pulls up with. Another woman. Another woman. Mandy Farmer, who they're working on Save the Whales. Save the Whales Project. (laughs) Which I feel like is also a very 80s thing. Very. Not that we're not still worried about the whales, but like I feel like it was the beginning of like environmental awareness. Yes. Like it was like kind of like a new thing. Yep. And it was only whales. Yes. Like we didn't know about the rest of the earth we needed to save. Very focused on whales. Yep. And um, Elizabeth sees that and she. She's like, I don't like what I feel right now. No, she was jealous. Girl was, was jealous. She was jealous. And um, that's kind of the start of this building jealousy where Elizabeth is seeing other women ride on the bike with Todd. And it's, yep. you know, it's innocent. I get, you know, and he gives Elizabeth's best friend Enid just kind of a ride around mm-hmm. and and Jessica is kind of like, well, there's handlebars on that bike. Like, like they don't have to hold. They don't his have waist. to hold his waist and. I don't know. Do you think Todd was doing anything wrong here? I, you know, it wasn't like he was taking any guys around on the bike. That's true. So my thought is like, if you could look, if you want to look at it, like I'm just giving him a ride. Like I would in my car. Uh huh. It's weird. Cause you do it have to weird. like snuggle up. It is like a very physical thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you really are like attached. And know, like as much as it could be very innocent, I also think when you're 16, there is nothing innocent about yes. and that much physical connection. That is so true. Like, you just... That is so true. <laughs> there's just... Your brain can't handle it. No. You have too many hormones. You're, it's too overwhelming. And, like, even if you have zero interest, it's just that it's too physical. Yes. That is a hundred... That is a very good point. Yeah. Yes. And Elizabeth... I know I felt for her here because it was like she was feeling all these things, but then she felt bad because... She's like, but I trust Todd, but I'm still feeling these things. I don't know what to do with these feelings. Right. You know? No, which is a really real thing. And you don't know what to do with it. And then exactly. you obsess over it. And then... Yes. Huh. No, absolutely. And it's like, those are things I think everyone feels. Yeah. And I really liked what... So, yeah. Her Elizabeth... teacher said. Her teacher said. Yes, exactly. He said something pretty insightful. He did. He's like... All Mr. I meant was... Holmes. Yes. Yeah. It's normal to have feelings of envy, jealousy, or even hatred. Every sensitive person I know has those feelings, and everyone's got to find out how to handle them. 
Believe me, Liz, you're not alone. Everyone has to deal with similar emotions at some time or another. And then I think at the end he says, like, the important thing is not to deny your emotions. I'm sure you'll work everything out in time. You've got a firm grip on your values and a deep faith in yourself. Take it from me. These things will pull you through. But let me ask you, have you spoken to Todd about this? Yeah. I mean, that's some that good was advice. Like legit, real. That was probably the most legit, real moment in the whole book. I agree. Like, I agree. No, let's acknowledge this is a real feeling. It stinks. It's horrible. Yes. It's going to happen again. Yes. You got to figure it out. Yeah. You're a normal, you're a decent human being. Yeah. Have and you maybe you should Todd? talk to him about yeah, it. Just yeah. Just check it out. Check things out. Yeah. You know, and she does. She does talk to him about it. I think, well, she talks to him about it after he kind of gets jealous. <laughs> <laughs> because she gets a ride from some other guy to, yes. uh, to meet Todd. Yeah, and then, yeah, I know. Anyway, so they, they talk about their jealousy a little bit. And, and they get over it. And they're fine. Yeah. And well, then Todd says, okay, I'm not going to have any. Right. I'm not going to like. He's like, if, I, if it's not you. Yeah. It's like, no, this seat is yours. Super, he, I, I, don't, I don't know why I don't like Todd. I think because he doesn't have any edge. Uh-huh. Like there's that. What about the motorcycle? Which, but like the, but he, but the motorcycle's not an edge. That's just a thing. Yeah. Okay. He he's he's just he's very. He's just let like, me go okay. talk to your father about yes. asking your permission and oh if you can't ride on my bike no one will like okay. which is a good way to be as a human. Yeah, but it's like but it's kind of a one dimensional character. I, and he's just kind of flat. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I agree with that. But yes. So, so there's a party. There is a party that, which is kind of the B story that leads up to this climax. So right. the B story is Enid, Elizabeth's best friend, is having a sweet sixteen party, which I never had. Have we talked you about never... Enid's boyfriend? Have you done this in the past seven episodes? He doesn't really come up after Can the we talk one. About she is now turning sixteen, and he's oh, a yes. sophomore in college. Oh yes, yeah. I forget that they're only sixteen. Like Enid's, it's Enid's sixteenth birthday party. Right. That is so. Oh, I weird. had. To, I I was so weird about it. That and and it happens like. Like, there are several college boyfriend situations that get, like, casually mentioned. Yes. And so I was like, was statutory not a thing in the 80s? It was. It was totally a thing. Yeah. And age of consent in California has been 18 since, like, the early 70s. Like, the whole thing, I had to, like, go into a legal deep dive because I was <gasps> feeling so uncomfortable about the situation. Oh, wow. Because yeah. that I, like, just couldn't. And it's so casually thrown around. Right. That I'm like, Enid's supposed to be, like... A good goody two shoes boring girl. Yeah. But she has this twenty year old boyfriend. Yeah. And even the date is it Enid's cousin? Yes. That Jessica gets set up with. Yes. It's also Yeah. In college. And I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, what what college guys are coming back to date sixteen year olds. What kind of college guys are coming back to date sixteen year olds? Yeah. That like is... that's the question. Yeah. Like, like ugh. <laughs> it was and maybe while there was a law, it just didn't, it, it wasn't as a socially taboo situation in the 80s. Right. Maybe. That I don't know. Totally I have no be. idea. But in, I've been in April for a couple of days. I saw your parents a couple of days ago. Yeah. I, we were talking about the Sweet Valley situation. Yeah. And I was like, it's just like a soap opera. Like there are it these is. crazy short books. Yeah. That so much drama happens in. Yeah. And they leave you in a spot where you... You have to watch the next day. Yes. You have to read the next book yes. because you want to see what happens. Yeah. And none of it is even kind of normal. Like right. it's like pe- right. like people have nine lives and things really bad things happen every single day, but then they all get resolved every single day. Yeah. And it was 
in the height of that like primetime soap mm-hmm. era, like with Dynasty and Dallas, and not only the daytime soaps. So I wonder if it's just a natural offshoot of that. Yeah. I mean, no one would care if a 16-year-old dated a 20-year-old yeah. on Dynasty. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I never watched Dynasty. I'm assuming. Right. It just sounds like yeah. no one would care. It's like they just kind of throw these things out, mm-hmm. but it's not really... Sub- they are not looking to make any kind of statement. No. It's just like, 16-year-olds and college kids, eh, you know. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I, again, because I have two small girl children. Yes. And I'm like, oh, no. That is not a good idea. And I was not a particularly well-behaved girl, 16-year-old. So I'm like, I don't, I don't think we need to add a a college-age boyfriend into this mix. Like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. But Enid and George seemed lovely. And it was Enid's birthday. It was Enid's birthday. And, and her mom, mom made it lovely. Her mom was really into this With the birthday. etched invitations and the floral yeah. centerpieces with the blue and yellow carnations. Yeah. Which just sounds hideous. I know. <laughs> Who has carnations for their centerpieces? I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, it was very much like a very like MTV Sweet 16 mm-hmm. kind of thing, which, yeah, that was never, I don't know. Okay. I did, it was not a thing. We well, did. okay. Maybe it was a thing. It was I not mean, a thing within my social circle. Yes. Same. So yeah. So there's this party yep. at, a, at the Sweet Valley Country Club. Yeah. And Jessica's going with Enid's cousin, who she wanted to be set up with Enid's college-age cousin, Brian. Mm-hmm. And initially Enid says no because Jessica was not very nice to her. Right. Um, but eventually she comes around because, you know... Not going to hold a grudge. Her life is good now. She loves George. and uh, so, so Jessica can be happy. Yes. With, with her cousin. With her cousin. Who's old. Another cousin... It was the right book. It was. It was Kismet. Really? It's a lot of cousin connections. There are. So. They all go to the party. They go to the party. And. And Todd doesn't show up. Todd doesn't show up. Yeah. Todd is not there. And Elizabeth is like waiting for, you know, Todd to show up. And then he calls, which I'm like, how did he call? But I think it was a payphone. I don't know. They well, and they like break over the phone in yeah. the country club. I was so confused. I was like, how is Todd calling right now? I feel like it's it's like the scene out of Ferris Bueller where like they call the restaurant to see if Abe oh. Roman's there. And like, <laughs> like they have to bring over the phone yes. and there's a so thing. Like, and there's a man on a motorcycle calling yeah. for you. I don't know. So yeah, Todd's like, oh, I can't come. He's like, uh, you know, he's like, I'm on my way, but I'm a surprise. And she's like, what's going on? And. And after the party, everyone's going to go to this club, which I thought was also that very was funny. That so weird. <laughs> We're all going to a bar? I mean, the only club that was in Neighborhood, was, there was an 18 and over club that is definitely not there anymore. But there was 16. Right. Like, like there were several 18 and over bars where I went to college. Is I went to college downtown Fort Worth. Yes. Which is Cowtown Central, yeah. right? Yeah. So in the stockyards, they have country bars that are 18 and over because people go boot scooting yeah and there are there are bands and it's a thing yeah and those were 18 and over okay but for like, sure every six, skeezy old man in that bar would buy an 18 year old yes. college freshman a drink yep that and was, like yes it wasn't even a thing that was like zero gravity that yeah was creepy yeah <laughs> but it was like chaperoned yeah the that's parents true. went to the, the bar the parents were gonna go to the bar yeah so this club is called the caravan i guess yes yes this club we're talking about and uh, everyone's going there after and jessica was gonna give elizabeth a ride uh-huh. And and Jessica pulls a Jessica. Classic Jessica. Yes. She leaves her. Leaves. With Brian. With Brian. To not go to the caravan. 
Exactly. Yes. They went parking. Yep. Parking. <laughs> because that's a smart thing to do with the boy who's four years older than you. I know. Not that I would have made a better decision. Right. I'm just saying, but like... Looking back... But and reading it is like, your editor point. approved of this is a good plot point? I mean, I don't... <laughs> like, that's where I get stuck. <laughs> like, didn't your legal team say, you can't write this. You gotta make this, this is, you gotta make this kid younger, you gotta make these girls older, you gotta do something. This is legally, we're not gonna, like, this, like we just I don't gotta know get this out. Sure is, like, this is a volume game, like... we're playing a volume game here. <laughs> get it out. Yeah, this is not... It didn't get run through. quantity over quality, Cece. This is not... Yes. Jessica ditches Elizabeth and Elizabeth is like, oh, I'll wait for Enid's mom who's cleaning up, you know. And then Todd finally shows up on the motorcycle. On the motorcycle. Yes. After the party's over. He's like, where is everyone? <laughs> and says that, you know what? You're right. I'm done. I'm getting rid of the motorcycle. Yep. Because this is silly and I value you more. Yes. And yes. if it's, I don't want to be without you and yes. blah, 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 blah. Which is a very sweet moment. It was... Which was so sweet that Elizabeth, all of a sudden, decided, oh, now that it's not a problem, you can just take me on a ride. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Todd, he sells his motorcycle to this guy, Crunch McAllister. Right. Which we... He's a dropout. He's, he's a, a dropout. And loser, drinks too much beer. Yeah, blah, and the blah, reason blah. Todd is late, because him and Crunch have been celebrating... And Todd's like doing shots of root beer or whatever. But oh, Crunch, I miss, I forgot that. Yeah. I, I must have skimmed that. No, somehow. yeah. He's like, me and Crunch. He's like, Crunch was doing drinking beer and I was drinking root beer and we were celebrating together. Because he sold his bike to Crunch. He sold his bike to Crunch, who really loved the bike. Right. So, and how Crunch has money as a high school dropout, we will never know. But yeah, that's, again, and not a problem. Where are his parents? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Poor Crunch. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, you know, she's in this. She doesn't have a ride to the party. Enid's mom can't drive her anymore. And it's like Todd's selling the bike. And she's so enamored with the fact that yes. he did that for her that yes. she said, you know what? I want to go on a ride. Just this once. This, you know, this if it's going to be gone tomorrow, yes. I might as well take advantage. Yes. No one will ever know. Well, and he didn't have her, her helmet That's anymore. what I'm saying. But like Todd was like, I don't want your helmet. You know, I, didn't, I don't have it anymore. And I was like, ugh. Face palm. Not good. Not good. And he didn't, like, give her his helmet. Good point. Good point. Todd. That's a really good point. I didn't think about I, that. I wore her pa- Like, anyway, we'll continue. Yes. So, I was mad at Todd at this moment. And I know Elizabeth, she has her own... I don't know why. Agency. I'm, I know. But I was, like, super mad at Todd. Well, because she got wrapped up in it. Yes. And... As the person in someone else's life, you're, it's your job to say, hey, you know what? I know you're going to be mad at me for 15 minutes, but this is not a good plan. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's figure it out a different solution. We'll get to the party. Like, I promised, I promised your parents. parents. Yes. I promised you. You don't actually want to do this. You haven't done this for the whole entirety of the book. Yes. And it's never really been a problem. Like, she hasn't secretly wanted to do it ever. Yeah. Not at all. It just became this thing that in that moment... Which I get. I get it. I get all of it. Like, I understand from a 16-year-old weird perspective how this is all very possible. For Elizabeth to kind of... Kind of go, well, I mean... But at the same time, Todd is so boring. Why can't he be boring for five more minutes and say, (laughs) no, Elizabeth, we can't do this. That would be wrong. Right. Let's find a different way to get... Let's call an Uber. Which I get is not a thing. But like... (laughs) 
Like, there's another solution. There are uh, many other solutions. I yeah. mean, but Elizabeth gets on the bike and they yep. pull away, and you know, you have this description. Elizabeth is like, you know, Todd's like, you can hold on to the handlebars, but it's much better if you wrap your arms around me. And then she's like euphoric. Yes. Like, yes. all of a sudden, the world becomes clear and she understands why yes. he loves this bike. And it's amazing. Yes. And then. Dot, dot, dot. And then next chapter, Jessica, <laughs> Jessica's making out with Brian in the car. Yes, and all of a sudden she has a horrible feeling. She has a horrible feeling. She has like that twin yeah. telepathy situation. Yes. yes. And knows something is wrong. And all of a sudden she feels guilty. Right. Which I don't know, has she shown rem- like any kind of guilt or remorse up until this point ever in the series? I mean, not really. I gotta say no from this point. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, in the middle of a makeout fest, yeah. she's like, time out. I feel bad that I left Elizabeth. Let's right. get her. And she admits that she left her kind of purposely knowing that she wasn't going to come back. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like, oh, I forgot. No. It was like, no. She I'm was out. like, ah, whatever. She'll figure it I'm out. I'm doing my own thing. She'll figure it yes. out. She's smart. She's capable. Yes. So Jessica's like, let's go back to the country club, right? Yeah. Like, yes. let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So they decide to go get her. Yes. Which was a good move. So they're driving back. Yes. And they see a bunch of police lights. And this kind of becomes dark. Uh, yeah. This is really disturbing. This becomes very dark. And yeah, so she sees a bunch of police car, you know, flashing mm-hmm. lights. And she sees Todd first. And he's like kind of limping, but kind of walking up. And she's like, oh my God, thank God Todd is okay. Because she was thinking she would have to tell. She's like, how am I going to tell Elizabeth that Todd is mm-hmm. injured? And then Todd is like. He's like, I told, he's like, like gushing. Like he can't even, like, he's just hysterical. Yeah. Like, I can't, I I don't even know. I told him not to do it. I told him not to do it. I told him not to do it. No, but but he, I mean, I know. And then do we find out right then? She sees Elizabeth lying on the ground, I think. Right. Yes. And you know, she just loses it. And you know, up to this point, we haven't really seen any kind of genuine care, care for, yes. And it's pretty heartbreaking, you know? Well, to see your, I mean, yeah, your sister mangled up on the road. Yeah. And then we find out that, did we find out right then that who hit her? Yes. That yes. it was the, the crunch guy. It was who crunch. Because he had been drinking. Yes. And swerved into the wrong lane and yep. hit them head on in a yes. motorcycle versus van collision. Yes. And Elizabeth has no helmet. No helmet. Yeah. She's in the ditch. She's not responsive. Yes. Like, and then they go to the hospital. And Elizabeth is not conscious. And so the family, you get to see. Oh, it's horrible. It is horrible. The, yeah, Ned and the mother and dad and, and Stephen, the brother. They yeah, come this is the, the first time they mentioned Stephen in the whole book. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Stephen was not really part of this. <laughs> but he comes to the hospital because the sister is right. not doing well. Right. And, but the moment when they're in the waiting room and Todd shows up and they have that rage. Yeah. It was Todd. real. That was it, not maybe like. It was, it felt a little real. Like, yes, I'm devastated that my daughter's hurt. We told you this is not acceptable. Yes. You, I mean, cause you can only point fingers at the person with the motorcycle. Yeah. Right. And who was wearing the helmet. Oh my God. But like, what else are you supposed to do? And then Jessica yes. feels, Jessica has more feelings and all of a sudden she feels guilty. Yes. Which I thought was again, like, Oh, you have a little bit of depth. You realize that you leaving her here left her stranded. She kind of was stuck in a hard place. Yep. And she had a, made a bad choice. Yes. And not yes. that it, any one person was responsible. Yeah. But 
it didn't help anything. Right. And it was interesting that she she did see a little bit how she could have been a little culpable. Like Yeah. Yeah. So Todd gets yelled at by the Wakefield clan and eventually he kind of goes off to be alone. Doesn't want to leave Elizabeth, but he doesn't want to be around the Wakefield, which is probably a good idea because it's like, you know. Yeah. Everyone needs their space. Yes. Yes. And Elizabeth is in a coma. Full on coma. Dot, dot, dot. And see what happens next in book seven. Exactly. And that's how this book ends. Yep. It's, it ends with Elizabeth in a coma. She's in a coma. And just by virtue of knowing that there are 184 more books, one would assume I mean, that she comes out of her I coma. I hope so, or else this podcast <laughs> is in trouble. One of the major characters and is killed off. Six, the rest of the books seven. have no words. Yes. Just Jessica and Enid. everyone. Oh. In Todd. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth really is, I really do think like she's probably the most interesting of the characters. Yeah. Because she acts a little more real. Like yeah. she wants to do the right thing. She makes sometimes makes bad choices. She doesn't it, it, it was like this impulse bad decision. She wasn't really trying to connive or manipulate she has this goal for her life to be this really awesome journalist even though she's writing the gossip column and right. writes a newspaper <laughs> but like she has she has some layers to her yeah versus i feel like everybody else is just yeah whatever the stereotype they needed to fill they did yes and they being francine or whoever wrote for francine there's a, yeah a lot of ghostwriters yeah, I think, involved in this. because <laughs> how are all these books published in the same year Right. A lot of I mean, I get it's only eighty-eight pages or whatever, but still, yeah. it's a volume game. That's what I'm yes, saying. very much so, volume. But so were so were soap operas, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see. I'm I'm like hoping that in the next book, or maybe this will kind of give Jessica's character some depth a little bit, like where she actually has maybe has to do some self reflection on. I mean, who knows? I I don't know. I I I did read the first. I don't know how many chapters of the next book. Yeah. Just because I needed, I needed the closure. I needed a bow. I needed, <laughs> needed to know. know Elizabeth wakes up. I mean, I assumed, yeah. but I needed it to happen. And the next book is weird. Okay. So okay. I will be listening to All right. <laughs> in the All next right. episode. Perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because I don't really want to read the whole thing. Yeah. But I kind of want to know what happens. Well, there Just listen to the podcast. So, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm sub- like fully invested in Good. these children. <laughs> Perfect. I'm about well and ready to like get past the California bar so I can go defend them all. <laughs> yeah. And their creepy You're boyfriends. Like, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's As we were talking, <laughs> I I wrote down someone's name. Like there I had a huge opportunity for the vast majority of my college edu- like I had a good friend. Yeah. Like a dear friend who I trusted implicitly, who had a motorcycle, and I never got on his motorcycle. Yeah. So I feel like I, I, I it's just not anything. But I also don't even like to ski. Like, I'm pretty bored. <laughs> like, that is too much adrenaline. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But I, I, it's just not something that appeals to me. I am 100% with you. I don't get it. I'm not, yes. It's like, I have no desire to go skydiving. I have no desire to do any, I'm, yeah. That adrenaline thing is not mm-hmm. something I really I don't know. feel a But you like a roller coaster. That's true. I do like roller coasters. But that's, but that's, that's safe. very mitigated That's risk. very, that, yes. Yeah, that's true. Well, always on the podcast with a lesson. A lesson. I think there were three, two obvious, one okay. little line. Don't drink and drive. Good lesson. Right? Like, yes. I think that is lesson number one. Just dial up your Uber. Um, no one's invincible. So if you are going to go on a motorcycle, wear a helmet. Yes. 
obvious lesson. Yes. And then I think the Mr. Collins thing about how everybody experiences feelings that are ugly. Like mm-hmm. we all experience mm-hmm. jealousy. We all experience whatever feelings we don't like about ourselves and yeah. it's normal and you just have to find a way to get through that. And so I thought that was, I mean, truly a pretty deep statement out of a really shallow book. Yeah. That's, I mean, I had, I, I had two, I've literally had two of them and they were two of the ones you mentioned. One yeah. was, yeah, don't go on a motorcycle without a helmet. Right. You know, we're not anti-motorcycle here. No. But you got to be safe. You, safe, just, you yeah. know, just be safe. Um, yeah. And I, I wrote the same thing about the, the Mr. Collins thing about the jealousy and NVR normal. You don't have to hide it. You know, it's, you got, you got to feel it. And, uh, yeah, I mean. And probably I, talk about it. Talk about it. You don't have to like. It's a, that's a lot to, to keep in. It's no. good to talk to someone. Yes. So, yeah, seriously, I got the same kind of thing. Well. And don't drink and drive. That's, uh, that's. Cousin. <laughs> Cousin. <laughs> um, this has been so fun. It has been fun. Yes. I'm so excited it worked out. I am so happy. Um, in closing, do you yes. want to, do you want to plug family audiology? Oh, sure. For all of your listeners who live in Plano, Texas and need audiological care. <laughs> Or in the Plano, Texas area. Sure. In the greater North <laughs> Dallas area. <laughs> www.familyaud.com. Yeah. We have a Facebook page. Follow us. And yeah, please subscribe to Lessons from Sweet Valley and uh, review us on iTunes and write a review. Um, that helps other people find the podcast. And please like our Facebook page to get more updates and to get notified when shows are out. And thank you so much again for listening to book six dangerous love and we'll see you we'll see you in book seven will elizabeth survive is this the end of the podcast (laughs) i don't know we'll see but thanks so much Bye. bye